Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for about 13 minutes or so. But in so doing, even that short amount of time, well, it helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God, to have a more spiritual mindset, to be able to better deal with whatever life throws at us every day. It helps us to stay strong and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Well, you know people in your life who need to change their direction, their focus, their thinking, don't you? Probably some within your own family, in fact. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. Share. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make up your mind and follow through and start sharing these studies with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. What a blessing it would be if you could help somebody get to heaven by turning their thinking around, getting them to start to listen to a little bit of God's word every day through these studies that you share with them. That'll be a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind, make that commitment, and follow through and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our study, asking the question, and so profound a question, can a Christian fall from grace? In other words, can a Christian, once he has been saved, can he be lost? Now, many people would say, no, absolutely not. But we have been looking at text after text after text after text from Scripture that teaches otherwise. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 13, there is the case of a brother in Christ, apparently a young man, Christian, a member within the congregation at Corinth, and he has gotten into a sexual relationship with his father's wife, apparently his stepmother. And this is known in the congregation. And Paul rebukes the congregation, the members, and I guess particularly the leaders of that congregation for their ignoring the situation, tolerating it. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. I'm not going to read the entire text for the sake of time, but here Paul says in verses 4 and 5, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one, that is this young man, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the, Lord Je- in, in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump. Is Paul, when he says, deliver such a one to Satan, is he saying he's still saved? He's still in the grace of God if he's been delivered to Satan? How could anyone think such a thing? But no, he's saying you need to exercise discipline, church discipline, spiritual discipline upon this young man. Because I think we're to understand, obviously, he's lost in his sin. Deliver him to Satan. 
you're tolerating this, letting this go on in the congregation without dealing with it forthrightly is jeopardizing the entire congregation. Because other members will see, well, this must be okay. Here's this fellow living openly, obviously, known to be living in sin, and such a horrible kind of sin, adultery with his father's wife, and nothing's being said about it, nothing's being done, (laughs) must be okay. Paul says, no, 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 you deliver such a one to Satan. To help him come to his senses is what we're to understand here. To help him be motivated to repentance. That was the whole point. But if he was not going to repent, he's fallen from grace. That's what we're to conclude from the text. I believe without question. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul even portrays himself as being in potential jeopardy of his salvation if he did not stay true to the gospel of Christ. In verse 27 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he says, I discipline my body, bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified, or another translation, cast away. Paul, a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ, a gospel preacher, a divinely inspired and guided writer of more New Testament books than any other? He could possibly be disqualified, cast away from God? That's what he says there, what he writes by inspiration. Can a Christian fall from grace? No question about it. If we don't stay faithful, if we don't stay true to our calling, well, then we can fall away from grace. We can fall away from faithfulness. We can fall away from Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, we read another situation here. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands, takes heed lest he fall. Now, to whom is Paul writing this letter? 1 Corinthians. To the Christians, the members of the church in Corinth. How can you fall from something that you're already in? Therefore, let him who thinks he stands, he's he's a Christian, he thinks he's fine, let him take heed lest he fall. You mean it's possible to fall from grace after becoming a Christian, to be lost once you're saved? Yes, yes, that's what he's saying there. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and verse 3, We read the example of Adam and Eve's fall. Could we say they were in the grace of God in the garden until they sinned? No question about it. But when they sinned, they fell from God's grace. He removed them from the garden. Physical death became a reality, and they had already died spiritually because sin separates us from God. That's spiritual death. Now, what does Paul write? I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
he's writing this to Christians again, that your minds may be corrupted. You see, over and over and over and over again, literally, we keep reading about the warnings to Christians, to followers of Christ, to stay faithful, dedicated, determined, committed to Christ and to the life of Christianity, lest they fall away. Now, everyone who says a Christian cannot fall from grace, a Christian cannot be lost once he has been saved, need to read these, these texts of Scripture. But some can be so prejudiced in their mind, having been taught something, that they have accepted wholeheartedly, and they cannot bring themselves to believe otherwise. But they need to open their eyes and simply read what the scriptures say and understand the implications in those multitudes of texts. And look at this in Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 2. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, he's writing this to Christians who came from a Gentile background. They were members of the churches of Galatia and some of the false, as they're called, Judaizing teachers had come to those congregations and taught them that they needed to be circumcised according to the law of Moses. The law of Moses had been brought to an end as Christ died on the cross. Christianity began. The church was established. The law of Moses was brought to a conclusion. But here some of these false teachers were coming to these Gentile Christians and telling them, you need to be, you need to be circumcised according to the law of Moses. And here Paul is saying, I say to you that if you become circumcised, and that would be according to the law of Moses, as a religious act, Christ will profit you nothing. Christ will profit you nothing? He goes on, and I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised, that he is a debtor to keep the whole law, that is the law of Moses. Because you put yourself under that law. So now you've got to keep the whole law of Moses. In verse 4 he goes on and says, you have become estranged from Christ. I believe another translation says cut off from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. That's what Paul wrote. Paul was guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write those five words in warning. You have fallen from grace. Now you cannot fall from something in which you are, in which you are not. So somebody says, well, they were never in the grace of God ever, probably. Yes, they were, because you can't fall from something that you're not in. And Paul says you have fallen from grace. 
Now, you need to simply open your eyes and accept what the scriptures say, what they teach. Can a Christian fall from grace? Paul says yes, and he warns them about falling from grace. And we need to heed that warning as well. We need to simply stay true to God's word, abide in it, accept it for what it says, live by its teachings daily, consistently, faithfully, as Christians. Otherwise, we could fall from grace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you, Father, for your grace. And there is no way that we can be saved but by your grace. As we come to you through Jesus Christ, repenting of our sins, confessing our faith in him openly, and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross for us, having been sent there as that perfect sacrifice by your grace, that's, that blood cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. You count us righteous, saved, forgiven by your grace. Help us to hold that position dear and to never be casual or careless about it. Help us, help us to never do anything that might cause us to fall from your grace. We pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.